You can hear us? Hello? 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 Hey, Britain. Hi. Are we on the podcast? This is so much fun. <laughs> Silly. Okay, so today on the podcast, we're going to be focuses, focusing on why am I single? So we have Michael Finkley on the podcast today, and then we have Jamal Scroud. Mike, what's up, Mike? It's well. Hello. What's up? How you living? Good, good, good. That's good. All right, so getting right into it, we're going to talk about um, different topics on the podcast. Um, so the first topic we're going to talk about is why some people could be single. And we're going to talk about unhealthy attractions. So what you think about that, Jamal? You said why people are single? Unhealthy attractions. Unhealthy, uh, lusting. People may lust over something or they just want to be in a relationship because that's like popular at the current time or, you know, something like that. Okay, Michael, what you think? Yeah, I can definitely agree to that. Um, I fell in that boat. Um, I feel that's why I'm single now because of the pressures of other people mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just society. You know, you have to be in a, in a relationship or, you know, be married at a certain age or have children at a certain age. You know, it's it's a lot of pressure. Right, right. I agree. I think um, some people are single or dealing with unhealthy attractions because I could definitely agree that social media kind of put a lot of stuff in our head versus mm-hmm. back in the day, it was more mm-hmm. traditional, like you'll meet somebody on the screen and talk on the phone all day and today I mean your phone probably don't even ring it just you get text messages mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. deal with each other through social media like you're not really interacting um, or like really getting to know each other anyway so definitely lust play a huge part because a lot of people are lusting as far as like really being in relationships with each, with each other mm-hmm. so another um, bullet point is um, could it be like some people are too picky with what they want in a relationship? Mike? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was talking with someone the other day and literally just in conversation. And I was just asking them, I'm like, hey, so what's your type? And, you know, they were saying, you know, they have to be this and that and this and the other. I'm just like, wow. No wonder <laughs> you're single. You know, right. you have just too many qualities. I'm not you. Yes, we have a right to be picky to a certain degree, but good lord, you know, it's 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 a lot. You know, you're right. You you have this person that you want to be with, but in our reality, you're not going to end up with that individual because I feel like the list changes. Um, and dramatically. get to know each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Like. Only thing I say, like, I don't think I'm picky. I just think, like, certain, like, growing, um, like, dating from younger to, like, being older now, I think, like, a lot of times you should keep, like, certain things 
like as far as your values or your standards yeah like of what you want the relationship like mm-hmm. there like not like oh her, she wear her hair straight so uh, i don't want her that's that's being picky to me but like if you have like a standard that's like something towards your value like something that you wouldn't stand for i don't think it should be adjusted right so i agree what you think uh, I feel uh, sometimes people's expectations are too too high mm-hmm. or unrealistic sometimes, and they kind of go off of uh, a person's picture off of social media or somebody's relationship off of YouTube or somebody's relationship in a movie, and they kind of want that picture-perfect thing. But that's just a glimpse of a relationship. That's not the whole entire thing. Uh, so that's where that comes at. But um, sometimes, you know, women's expectations are too high. Uh, they want this in a man, that in a man. Like, they go into a grocery store type of thing. And then also with the guys as well, too. Mm-hmm. They may say they want uh, a freak doing this, but they want her to be extremely loyal and a lady this way and that way. It's kind of, work. you know, <laughs> expectations are kind of lofty sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. What about self-esteem, like? Um, do you think having low self-esteem can keep you single? Like, I feel having low self-esteem, it can get people hurt in the sense of they may just jump into any, any relationship and get ran over and get ruined, uh, because they just kind of just hopping on because they're searching for that love and they just take it from anywhere, mm-hmm. from any person or any guy or any girl that say, hey, mm-hmm. I love you, I care about you and stuff. So that's where a lot of people can get really damaged and that damage can, you know, ruin it for the next real relationship that may happen and just because of that damaged uh, part. All right. Mike, what you think? Yeah, definitely. That's a chapter from my own book. You know, looking for something that I should be working on for self, but yet I'm trying to find it in somebody else. You know, right. and it left both of us hurt at the end. I can remember my first girlfriend. Uh, I was like 21, 22. I'm a late bloomer, and um, <laughs> and we were together for two years, and um, I tried to mold her into the woman I wanted her to be, and. Because I lacked that self-esteem of my of myself, you know, that self-worth of myself. And I tried to mold her into the, you know, that woman I wanted her to be, you know, for so I can be whole for myself, it backlashed. And it was just like, okay, we're gonna just call this quits and regroup because something's wrong with me. You know, something's mm-hmm. definitely wrong with me in that right. So yeah, it, it can hurt. Definitely can hurt. Right. But that's a huge like thing because you came to grips like, okay, it's not the other person, it's me. Mm-hmm. And the, I, I know from experience, like even talking to friends and stuff like that, like women are different from men, but women like really look into like that person to hold, like make them happy, to to make them whole. Like we that's how some of our minds think and we don't think like okay maybe I should make myself whole and as long as you know that you're doing your part and if that person not doing their part then you know that person not for you if you doing everything you're supposed to do and you focus on how you're supposed to act or how you're supposed to be how your self-esteem make sure your self-esteem is good for yourself 
then if that person is not mimicking what you're doing mm-hmm. and they're still giving you like the bottom of the barrel, then you should know it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's the other person. So yeah. Yeah. So another um point is um not putting yourself out there like not stepping out your comfort zone. And um could that be something that a lot of um, single people are facing like they're not stepping out their comfort zone enough to meet someone. Yeah. Um, I feel like that if you don't step out, you're going to meet the the same type. You're, you're going to attract the same type of person. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. attract the same type of situation. You know, um, just speaking from personal experience, I don't have a problem with that. Because on in other levels of my of myself, professional, social, all that kind of good stuff, um, I don't have a problem stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something different. And so, um, you know, when it comes to relationships, you know, I'm not afraid, you know, in that, in that regard. So, yeah, you 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 have to. I I feel, you know, or again, you're gonna get the same type of results every time. All right, I agree. I think. A lot of people are, um, like I said, today, social media is just like everything to people. Um, and you always, everybody, I think most women get the, hey, beautiful, this messages. They probably send like a thousand of them a, people a day messages. And to me, I'm just like, that is like, people people do that all day on social media, but would never walk past a girl and just be like, oh, you look beautiful today. I never experienced that. But they will like, like that to me is stepping out your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Being like, you know, like open. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm still an old soul. Like I liked back in the day, we had the conversations. You hang up first, I hang up first, and then today <laughs> it's just like you can't even sit in a room with your spouse without even being connected to a device that don't even care nothing about you. Mm. That literally a blow up in a few years and don't even. You gotta spend another thousand dollars on the phone. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I think like stepping out your comfort zone is something huge that a lot of people need to do. And like, even if you're not single, it's just something that you should like put on your bucket list. Like maybe every month, like put something on your list to that you wouldn't do, that you normally wouldn't do, and just do it mm-hmm. and not care. You know. Well, I'm going the opposite way since I already went that way. Uh, Sometimes being in your own comfort is easy and it's relaxing. And sometimes when people step out of their comfort, they may unlock something in themselves that they never had, which might be a wild side. And they may not be able to tame that wild side because they had this, uh, you know, comfort zone for so entire long, just like that Tyler Perry movie. Uh, she was in her comfort, that uh, Tyler Perry movie with the counselor that got the HIV mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm, end. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in her comfort zone, but she was getting bored with it. But when she did, when she stepped out her comfort, uh, you know, she lost control and everything. So not everybody can be able to just step out that comfort and be safe with it. So it's kind of a gift and a curse. Some people are able to be in that comfort zone and step out and, you know, be adventurous and be able to, you know, tame though to temptation. And some people may just get engulfed in that uh, temptation. So it's kind of, it's, it's different. I don't know. I don't think it was 
her. I think it was the husband went and stepped out the comfort zone because she tried to step out and then he wouldn't. So it was like she was forced to, you know, do something she wouldn't ordinarily do. And maybe that was her side. What if that, that person was her? She don't know because she always was doing the same thing. And that's why I said maybe sometimes you should step out and do something different sometimes that you wouldn't normally. It don't got to be that crazy. But it can be something simple like, okay, I go to the fair every year. I don't get on a roller coaster, but I get on a little ride. So try a little roller coaster, you know, like something simple like that, like not too extreme unless you want to. <laughs> but um, another point is, um, could it be like a lot of people create a lot of rules for new people, like from their past pain? So like, you know, how you be in a relationship and like I said, you adjust your standards and then for that next person, basically, you you know how people be like, well, tell that story of what the last person mm-hmm. did. To but the yeah. is, it, is it right? Yeah. But is it right to do that? Or is it wrong to, um, I guess, hold that same, hold that new person up to the same standards of the old relationship? Is that right? No, it's, it's the, the fact that the person, I think it's healing that person. Mm-hmm. When people don't heal, then they they continue to deal with a lot of stuff. Like pain is just situations that didn't get healed. Like it didn't get finished. It's just that person build up so much stuff, build with stuff and stuff. Like you said, the comfort zone. And then after a while, you, that pain becomes comfort. So yeah, but I I feel. Like when you get into a new relationship, every relationship is different. So you should start brand new. And I feel you shouldn't talk about old stuff in your in your new current relationship because the reason why it's old because it didn't work. So I feel you should just kind of come in a relationship fresh minded mm-hmm. and don't bring up nothing from the past. Uh, like, oh yeah, me and her, we did this, or me and him, we went here and we did that and we did that. You know, then that's gonna kind of put the pressure on your partner. And also make them feel some type of way that you're bringing up old relationships. Mm. Mm. What you think, mm. Mike? I'm being, I'm being devil's advocate tonight. It, it mm. is hard to hear from your past. It really is. And mm-hmm. um, I feel that if you're the, the the person in the relationship bringing up the bringing up the past, um, there's something still inside of you that has not been officially. Um, healed there's still some wounds there right and it's not fair to your spouse your significant other and it's not fair to yourself because after any type of breakup you need that space to heal you need that space to reflect mm-hmm. our goal is to from any relationship that did not work out we we're supposed to learn something from it and use what we learn to grow and get better in that new relationship right. as jamal said it's a clean slate i am i'm I feel rejuvenated. I, I'm healed. Now I'm go, I'm ready to go on and live my life. If you're still living in the past, don't you jump into something that you know will that that will end terribly? Because that's that's not fair. It's not fair. But but with that being said, Michael, um, how? Well, can the past dictate the future? Like, if you see old signs of that's that, what I was about to say. The triggers, spouse, uh, or that boyfriend or that girlfriend doing the same things that the that previous triggered. person did. So, how how do you go about? I that? feel like that's that's mm-hmm. where communication comes into play. 
now we can Definitely. now we can talk about and say okay okay this is what happened okay in 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 my past i'm not comparing or anything but i just want to let you know what's going on inside my head because you're doing those same exact things that my ex used to do let's talk about it this is how i'm feeling communication is key any type that's foundation you have to have it without it you're going to fail you're going to fail and both parts are not going to be that right. not going to be excited about that that that's probably the hardest thing like trying to communicate something that the other person don't see or don't understand like that's that's when it's hard because triggers are serious mm-hmm. like you it can be the smallest thing like oh he left his sock on the ground and then you think back like oh my gosh this man used to always leave his sock on the like, it, it can just be that simple and it's just like your whole mood can mm-hmm. shift and then like it, yeah you're supposed to heal before the next relationship but healing just don't stop oh, no. like you have yeah, to continuous. continue yeah. to heal especially it depends on what you yeah. go through but is there a timetable no. on healing can you overheal can you overheal no you cannot like you know people like for prime example um like we watched the married at first sight mm-hmm. um, and the girl was not dated for 10 years i guess but something pretty. But look, but she got her husband though. Yeah, she said she was working on herself. Can you like overwork nope. yourself or overheal? I wish or, I could have did that. Or you know, think too much, and by doing that overhealing, I'm sure she probably missed a few other people that was in her life that could have been that person. But it don't matter. She found them now. That's the thing. And now I wish I could have healed for not ten years, but you know, like maybe a good five years. Like for me, it was just like. Ever since I was young, I was always in relationships, always in relationships. But do and those then relationships I, count, though? Because you was young, do it count? I mean, I was in high school, and it was like not like little relationships, long period of time. And then I met you, so. Like, <laughs> but it was. But Michael, as a as a quote unquote, like you said, a late bloomer, do those young? Do you do you feel that you wish you would have dated younger, like when you was in high school and junior high school and things of that? I nature? dated when I needed to date. Time, right? And I wish I wish I had that power b- because I probably wouldn't experience being in abusive relationships or like relationships that still cause me to heal today. Like it's not easy to like I did, and I I was single after those times up until I met you. But I mean, I still had things that I should have been working on myself that I didn't know. I didn't even think that that stuff mattered until I got to a certain age and then it was already too late. I was already in something else that I had to, so I had to heal in the fact of still being with somebody mm-hmm. else and still have to try to work But that's the self. best thing about time though. Time reveals all. That's something that we can never control. Time reveals what we need to know at that present moment so we can deal with it. So right. when you were going through those different things, Brittany, it wasn't your time. But when you got with a person that kind of unlocked that door for you, then you were like, okay, I see. Now I can work. Now I have support that, that can assist right. me through this process. Because probably some of the things that if you would have went through by yourself, you would have probably lost your mind. Probably so. Mm. <laughs> right. That's very, very true. So we're going to end it off like, how do you feel like today in the, like you said, right in now. the... It's about to end it. It's getting good. <laughs> oh, let me ask one question. How do you feel like now, like you said, like like I said, seeing stuff on social media, 
and seeing everybody getting engaged, everybody getting married, everybody having kids. Like, how do you feel like now being single, like trying to figure yourself out and then still getting that pressure? Because I know mama still wants grandbabies and, you know, like (laughs) mama like, okay, my time ticking. I need you to come on, come on. So how do you feel about all that? Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. And I have my moments. I have my days. There are days where I'm like, I want to get married. And then the next day is like, oh, I want to be myself for the rest of my life. Or I'm like, I want to have kids. Right. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, I don't want no kids right now. I'll just adopt later on in life or get a dog or something. I don't know. Oh, (laughs) it just I kind of like I'm still in that mode of. Um, especially now in this season in my life, it's like I need to get settled. I need to get stable for me. And once I feel like I've reached that, you know, then I feel like I can invite someone else in. Now, that's just my thinking. God has something. Hold on. Let me throw another question in because my pastor always say this. Do you think that you may need that forever person? to help you get to those points like you know what I'm saying like my pastor always say when you find that woman then your life start flourishing like good stuff start happening like you know like everything in your life that you was looking for come like to you my mind is open my mind is open to that I never so she just gonna have to no the bible says he that find the wife (laughs) I have the good thing Um, so If 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 um that that person that I'm looking for comes, um or resurfaces, um then I am open to you know um whatever, you know. You, you heard shush, that. Shush, you shush, 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 shush. So <laughs> I'm open to that. Okay. I really am. I, I I don't have a I don't have a close. Especially in these times that we're living in now. No life is just too short. So I have an open mind. Yeah. I really have an open mind. But that's you say that because a lot of people you know oh they're ex for a reason but like you said it just might not been that time a lot of people meet people at the wrong time and stuff happens yeah Yeah. that's true well I appreciate you being on our podcast it's not over with right Um, I'm in and off my I appreciate you for being on our podcast. We definitely will be inviting you more for some more yes, topics. Yes, thank you. I definitely, definitely. Thank you for having me. What, Jamal, what you got to say? But I mean, we could go more. We are we just scratching the surface. We could kind of go more. We could we'll we do, go thirty minutes. We'll do a seven, part two. We're seven minutes away from thirty minutes. We'll do a part two. We could, we'll do a part two. Once Michael get the wine. <laughs> so, Mike, so so question. So with uh with love, like the capital L love, like in a relationship, um, do you have different standards or different levels for that when you in a relationship? As in clarify that for me a little bit more. Meaning meaning like okay. Because uh, I'm, because I know you, you have a fresh perspective on dating right now because you're, you know, still finding your feet mm-hmm. with dating. So, with like with your love, have you ever said that word? Yes. Yet? Mm-hmm. Okay, and have you said it to multiple, well, different, different, uh, different people that you dated? Yeah, I've only been in two relationships. 
Okay. So with that being said, is was the love different from the two, or how, how did they mirror each other? Okay. Um, no one's ever. Yeah, that's that, that's a different question. No one's ever asked me that before. But I feel like um, they're 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 one and the same, and they're also unique in their own special way. Each person is different. Each person brings something different to the table. Um, you love differently. I feel. Um, but the love is still mm-hmm. there. You care for them. You want to be with them and that type of thing. But um, sometimes in life as well, you can love them and still leave them. And I mm-hmm. definitely am a big advocate. I'm not an advocate, but I, I, I'm a big, um, um, I can say that's, really, that's, that's something I feel like I've done. Um, and also too, if, if it's true love, it'll find its right way right back around. Always, yeah. yeah. I'm still learning. Okay. Still learning because hashtag I'm trying to I'm trying to be like y'all one day. Oh <laughs> no. <nah, nah, nah. laughs> so, nah. so with, with who, do you mind if I drill you? Go ahead. Or you want? Okay. So, um, what is your ideal situation? Because I know you say you want to be settled. And everything, but what would be your if everything was perfect? What would be your ideal situation? Oh wow! So, um, as a man, you know, um, I was raised by my grandfather, and he was that man that provided. You know, he was you know spiritually there, financially there, you know, just that example that I needed, and I kind of mocked that, and I really wanted that for for myself. And being almost thirty one years old next month, thank goodness. Um, I still have that mind setting. And so I feel like I have to be in that stable mind setting in, in, in all aspects of my life, not a hundred percent there, because as Brittany said, as Brittany said, which was a good point, you know, um, someone can come in and assist me with that and I can assist them because I always see, I always stay in a relationship. It's a two way street. You know, you help me, I help you. You love me, I love you. You know, we're in this, in this together. There's no I. You know, we're a team. And so, um, yeah. So I just, I just want that that definition of stable for myself there first, and then uh, I want to invite someone else in that can assist me along the way as well. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Brittany, do you think you could ever run out of love? Hmm. I don't think you can run out. I think you can like with that person, I think you can just hit a point where like you don't have no more to give that person. Like So that's running out? I mean, if you want to say that, I mean, because you I feel like you can always re-love a person. Like you always love. I think you you probably don't run out of love. It's just that in a emotional like supporting them emotionally, love um like intimate and like stuff like that, you can run out of giving like that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's okay. okay. Mike, you think what you, what you well, think, I always take it to the spiritual sense. You know, God is love, and that's our ultimate example that we 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 have to look at, and He's everlasting. You know, even when we do wrong and do bad. You right. know, mm-hmm. he's still there with open arms saying, come on in, you know, I got you, you know, no matter what. So I feel like if we mock that, you know, love never runs out. It never ends. It's continuous. 
Now we can get fed up at times, you know, and I always say, Mm -hmm. I always say to myself, if people, people that have done me wrong in the past and talked bad about me or stole from me or did whatever to me, used me, you know, if they still come to me, I'm still going to help them regardless of now that may be, uh, I may be helping you from a, a broom, a broom length, a broomstick length, but I'm still helping you because I love you. So definitely in, in the in the definition of love, yeah, it's never it's it's always there. It's gonna always be there. Um, That's good you say that because I I have a hard time with like resurfacing mm-hmm. with people. Like that's probably the hardest thing I can like. I can literally just like if people don't deal with me, I can like even if I feel some type of way, I just it's just gone. Like I can't. I can't call you. I can't text you. Like, I just don't. I can, like, cut you off, like, in every aspect mm-hmm. of my mind. Like, I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, but, <laughs> like, like what you just said, I'm just like, mm, <laughs> I don't and that I takes, do that. And that <laughs> takes time. Um, we, we practice for permanent, not perfect, permanent. And so right. um, yeah. it takes time. It, it took me a long time to because I always wanted that mentality. You do me wrong and cut your off. I ain't never gonna talk to you again. But something on the inside of me to, um always told me, nah, don't do that. You know, you, you don't do that. Because what would I do? You know, what would Jesus do? You know? So I always had that mentality. And so just like, yeah, I'm still gonna help you, but I still have my eye on you. Because the Bible always tells us to watch as right. well as pray. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching you. <laughs> but how was that? Um, where does forgiveness come in at? Um, if you're still watching, yeah, we, we... that's for both of y'all. <laughs> Go ahead, Brittany. Actually... <laughs> I mean, it's hard to forgive sometimes. I mean, it's it, it takes time. Like that's why that's why I said about healing. Like you can't put a time frame on a personal forgiveness. Like we we had this podcast already. We talked about this. We you can't put a time frame on somebody's forgiveness. If for you it might take a month. For me, it might take a year, two, three. I mean, that's it just depends on the person and how that person interpreted that hurt from that person or whatever that person did. It just depends. Hmm. When it comes to the idea of forgiving, again, always in a spiritual sense, but we're delivering down here on earth in the fleshly realm too. And it and it's it's kind of like mm-hmm. a it's a battle. It really is a battle um, to forgive people at times too. Um, but again, ultimately, for myself, I can only speak for myself and tell my truth is that um, I don't have a problem forgiving you because if you use me again, I'm always in the spiritual realm. If you use me, scandalize my name, whatever you do, I always reflect to the Bible where it says that touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm. God can get you better than I can. So you do what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive you because I'm responsible. How I, I'm accountable, how I treat you and how I act towards you. So if I'm doing it genuinely from my heart, which I know I am, then if you feel sometimes that's a personal problem on your end. So um, I'm going to forgive you True. because that's the right thing to do. And I need to do it for myself because it's not forgiveness. It's, it's for you. It's not for the other person. You need to sleep at night. They're they're drooling and snowing at night while you, you're still thinking about it. So I'm doing this for me, yeah. genuinely. And then at the end of the day, I'm straight. So any hostility that you have towards me, 
boom, that's a personal problem because I'm squared away with and I'm living my life and I'm moving on to the next thing. That's true. So with that, um, so do you forget like after you move on? Y'all talked about this already. Oh. Right. No, because like I know like with me, like if I forgive somebody, I'm going to just forget it and then just kind of move on. I don't on. know about yeah. that. What? I don't think you could just it depends forget. On the person. Like after no, actually after you like when you get to that point where you actually forgive, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. But like after you work yourself up to forgive that person, I'm gonna just forget about what happened. It, mm. it depends on the person and it depends on the case. Like there are some cases in my life where I'm just like, because I have sometimes, not sometimes, I have a mind like a fish. Like, you know, after 15 seconds, you know, they just forget. Um, so I'm just like, okay, I, I, I literally forget until it sometimes triggers. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm over that, you know, whatever. But then there's some other cases that are going to take some time for me. You know, some things that, for example, that, that our great aunt did to me years ago. And I did nothing to her because she had an vendetta with my mother. But then she 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 let it on to the next generation. And there are some things that I'm just still if I hear her name to this day, she's dead and gone. But if I hear her name to this day, I get mad all over again. Or if I'm dreaming about her, I still see that mean side and I cry in my sleep. So there's just some things that, you know, yes, eventually I'm going to forgive and forget but that's going to take some time so that's why i always says it depends on the person and it, it depends on the case you know we we can we can look at again what the bible states about that um just letting it go you know but at the end of the day too we're still living in this flesh realm and it takes i feel it takes time i will get there eventually but give me some time don't put on don't don't stamp a five minute time stamp on this when I know I need like five, right. ten years sometimes. You know, give, give me some time. Give me some time. Hey. I'm gonna get there. That's true. Yeah. All right. So yeah. wait, you about to close? <laughs> we had just just we, second time. We had 34. We might as well just go to 40. We here. Yeah. It's time to go to bed. Okay. Thank you, Mike, for being on. You're welcome. Thank you. This is part two, right? Like I said, we will be in fight. Right, right. We don't did part two, ain't it? Okay. So yeah. Um, thank you so much. Like I always say in all my podcasts, stay encouraged and be the best version of yourself.